Hello and welcome to another episode of Direct Connect with Archer. Uh, my name is Leonard Chamberlain, managing partner with Archer, joined by Brent Casignetto, fellow managing partner. Say hello to everybody, Brent. Hi, everybody. We're uh, following up our Direct Connect from last month, where we gave thanks to uh, people in the electric sector uh, to talk uh, about safety this month. Uh, safety in the electric sector, safety for the holidays, and uh, we're very lucky to be joined today by a special guest, Mr. Josh Burdett, who's a lineman and foreman, and um, Josh, please take it away. Tell us about yourself. Hi, my name is Josh Burdett. Just thank y'all for having me. Uh, I've been a lineman for about 15 years now, and I got my training through Centerpoint Energy and kind of nervous a little bit because i don't do really that much public speaking but yeah i gotta give credit to uh center point for training me they did a very good job uh instilling safety in my everyday life uh from when i wake up to when i go to bed and it helps me get my crew i'm a foreman now it helps me get my crew going home the same way they came in that morning. You know, from the perspective of, of safety and your day-to-day -day activities, I mean, obviously, you know, as a lineman, as a foreman, you know, the culture of safety is very prolific in the electric sector. And, you know, all the time, you know, we, we have uh, safety minutes, you know, even though I'm working in an office environment, for utility, you know, safe, safety is at the the forefront of everything they do, and and I'm sure a lot of that is driven by the dangerous work in the field. Um, so, can you tell us a little bit about you know how safety impacts what you do? Well, it impacts everything. I mean, I tell the guys when you wake up in the morning, your first job is to make it safely to work. Then you're a professional driver driving to the job site. And then we have a, what we call a tailboard in the morning where we describe all the hazards, all the dangers. I mean, it's a big sheet. I can show you front and back. And everybody has to sign it that they are on the same page. It shows their duties of that day and very detailed on what everybody's responsibility is. I mean, we... It's like brushing your teeth sometimes on how how complacent you get in your day-to-day -day, uh, job because you do it every day and, and, you know, something could happen at any moment. So you can't get complacent. That's why I tell them just, I know we're doing the same job every day working with electricity but don't get complacent there's always new hazards out there and that's why I love this job because you have to stay on your toes all the time and the guys I have a one apprentice 
it's like he looks through the tunnel whenever we uh we're at the job site he'll start looking through and he doesn't see the big picture and i tell him just start looking around and see the big picture so that's one of the things that that's cool um i was wondering when you started talking about brushing your teeth where you were going with that you know what was the, the relationship i thought maybe um you know for for those of y'all that don't know josh's wife brandy is in the dental field i thought maybe y'all had a bet to See if you can work brushing your teeth into your safety. Uh, I didn't even think that. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's a day-to-day -day thing that people just, it's like driving to work. You go the same route, but anything could happen. Yeah. You have to still be aware of your surroundings. Yeah, true. So, so a lot of the catchphrases that, that we tend to hear a lot um, in the safety minutes we sit in on are like, you know, safety trump speed eyes on task you know and, and i'm sure brent i'm sure there's a number of catchphrases you've heard over the years that, that really stick with you yeah i mean i think when Justin was talking through that i thought about situational awareness and i do the same thing on, on my drive into the office every day um how complacent am i getting right and how aware am i being of the situations that are going on around me or am i just you know going with with no thought right and um you know, josh i'm curious to see you know, what do you think is maybe the most important thing to prioritize from a, from a health and safety perspective? When we're talking these you know, dangerous operations, these, these, uh, this field work that you do, beyond situational awareness, what's kind of the, the number one thing you prioritize? Communication. Mm. If you see something, say something. Don't ever, don't ever think there's a stupid question. Just say, hey, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. Instead of trying to assume, never assume that you have the right answer. And then you could really screw up and never make assumptions and always communicate. I mean, I tell my guys, hey, I'm an open book. I may not know what, what you're asking or I may not have the answer. But I will find the answer for you. It might, I might just tell you, hey, stand down. Don't do anything. We have a dangerous situation going on. And I have to focus on that instead of talking to you. So it's basically communication. And just stick your hands in your pocket when I tell you to. And don't do anything. <laughs> Sometimes that's the best option, huh? Yes. But I have a I have a very smart crew right now and I'm privileged. And I have a lineman who has more experience than I do. And we we both sit there and talk about the job before the apprentices get there with the trucks and go through everything. And okay. This could happen, this could happen, and it's communication, basically. I mean, you have to look through the hazards, like, okay, there's, I fell through a manhole one time. I didn't know it was there. I was backing up, looking at the job, and just fell straight down. Hmm. And, yeah, it's just being aware of your surroundings, mostly, and 
communicate. Hey, Josh, it, it had just occurred to me that not, not everybody listening may know the difference between what a lineman does and what a foreman does. Can you um, elaborate a little bit about the foreman role? Okay. Uh, the foreman is basically just above a lineman. We, we do the paperwork, but I am a working foreman, which I'm a lineman still. The foreman basically looks at the big scope of the job, has everybody on the same page, and does the paperwork. And observes and makes sure that everybody is safe. The lineman does the hot work in the bucket when the foreman basically is an observer. And you have to constantly be on your toes to make sure that nobody gets in trouble up there. You know, we constantly talk about it. You're putting your hands on hot wire to move it. And we're trying to set a pole in between it. Well, we have to put cover up. And I'm usually operating to set the pole. But when you're up there, that's the main thing is communication. And the lineman will communicate to me, like, getting on the wire. Puts his gloves on the wire. I'm like, okay. So I know he's contacted, you know, the wire. And it's, he's up there with an apprentice. You know, we, we always have the buddy system to look, watch each other's back. But the foreman runs the crew and makes sure that everybody's safe and on the same page. The lineman basically helps run the crew and make my job easier. The apprentice, who they have different steps, which there's a helper, and then they go through first through sixth. And the high step makes sure that the lineman's job's easier. The middle step makes sure that the high step and the lineman and the foreman's job's easier. So it's all watching out for each other. But it's usually the big picture of the foreman and the job, the scope of the job is what we, what the foreman has to do. Is that clear as mud? Clear as mud. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for that, Josh. Appreciate it. Um, you know, as, as we're starting to approach the holidays, you know, safety is uh, obviously a concern for, for people. Um, you know, as we, we've all seen Clark W. Griswold, you know, decorate for the holidays with, you know, an, a massive number of lights on his house and all kinds of daisy chained, you know, outlets and extension cords. And, you know, I, I, I wonder, you know, what aspects from your day-to-day -day work, you know, you can leverage, you know, those same safety concepts from the perspective of the holidays, you know, I'm sure it's more than just, Hey, don't deep fry frozen Turkey. Although I don't know that would um, necessarily come up in the tailboard briefing, but uh, <laughs> well, what, what are some thoughts? Maybe at the control, 
Maybe at the control center. At the control center. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those guys are always. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. I got a call last night from a friend of mine that's a lineman. He's a foreman now for a different company. And he said, man, I don't mean to bother you. I just got a stupid question. I said, well, I always told you there's no stupid questions. Go ahead and ask. And he was like, man, you're going to laugh at me. I said, no, I'm not going to laugh at you. I said, what's, what's going on? He said, well, I put up my Christmas lights. And the breaker trip. And I went out, reset it. And he said, it tripped again. I said, well, he said, should I, should I, I got a 10 out. 10 amp breaker, should I go to a 30 amp breaker? I said, no. I said, you don't want to do that. I said, that that could cause a fire in your house if you have a fault somewhere. I said, you're overloading the breaker. And I said, you need to just test. Test your sockets, what's all on that same breaker with your lights. And he was like, oh, man. I got deep freeze in the garage and a refrigerator. I said, well, you need to plug in somewhere else or, you know, need to figure it out. But if you put a 30 amp in there, you know, the wires in the house are only so big and they'll only carry so many amps. And if you have a, it's like putting 900 amps into a little bitty wire with coating around it it's going to melt and when it melts it's going to have the hot and the the neutral go together and they'll start a fire so basically do not overload your breakers if they trip find another socket or get some leds they don't draw as many amps <laughs> right yeah that's, that was my first thought <laughs> yeah and he he said he was going to go get some led lights he i actually talked to him this afternoon he was at lowe's that's <laughs> nice so he was going to get a new breaker and i, I was like Man. A, new a new 10 amp or a 30 amp well he's moving his refrigerator and his freezer over Okay. To a different, yeah. And he said, I'm going to put a 20 amp in there mm -hmm. just because he, he checked the, uh, we have an amp meter. Mm -hmm. and he checked the amps. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, yeah, he uh, made the right decision to call instead of just changing it out. Yeah, very, yeah, very wise. I mean, I don't know everything. But that's why I tell them. <laughs> I mean, Marty knows. Um, nobody's gonna know who Marty is. So, oh, Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brandon. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you've got a fair amount of lights set up for your house, right? I, 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 tip, I used to. Yeah, I used oh, to. Thinking um, with the music and everything. and 
I used to, yeah, run a whole control system, uh, had a night of rock, you know, where you had the, the music paired to the lights and it was, uh, it was pretty fun. And that was one of my challenges too, Josh, that I went through is run, running enough power, especially before LEDs became, you know, less expensive, but reasonably cheap, right? Was having yeah. enough, uh, enough, uh, uh, panel space to actually make them work, um, was sometimes a challenge. So <laughs> I'm glad your friend didn't just upgrade his breaker and think that that was going to be okay. So yeah, yeah definitely, definitely danger in that. Yeah. Well, he asked my opinion. I said, <laughs> I wouldn't do it. Yeah. We, we run into to tripping breakers with space heaters at, at our house. Um, we're not too big on the, uh, the light show outside for, for Christmas. Um, but, uh, yeah, when it starts getting cold and turning space heaters on, um, yeah. then breakers start tripping and got to figure out one that'll work, but you're not getting up to go reset the breaker every few minutes. <laughs> yeah. That happened during Thanksgiving at my, my sister's house in Nebraska. You know, it gets cold up there. I've heard. Well, yeah, it, it, it's pretty chilly. So my nephew was sleeping in the basement. Of course, they had turned off all the vents for the heater to the basement. And he went and found a space heater, plugged it in. And we went to, uh, my brother-in-law went in the kitchen to heat up the crock pot. And all of a sudden the breaker tripped. Well, we didn't know that he was running the heater downstairs. <laughs> but, well, at least the breaker works. You know, yeah, that's, you one thing. that's one thing you need to look at is your electrical panel and label things. Mm -hmm. Because during the holidays, people, you know, they'll overload one socket like the Griswolds, you know. And I'm surprised the house didn't blow up from, or just melted off the wall <laughs> from all the lights. One of the most common, you know, uh, hazards that I've seen or cause of injury is in the utility space has been like trips and falls, right? Slipping. So kind of what are some, you know, and I've seen it, you know, walking generation plants or transmission substations in those areas, you know, if, if there's inclement weather, bad weather, um, you know, it's cold. There might be some ice on the ground. What's your kind of advice for, you know, uh, fall safety or trip hazards, those types of things? Just be aware and wear the proper attire. Like, okay, you're, you know, you're going into a place where it's slick. I mean, we, we wear, uh, non-skid boots you know basically still toes um we walk through brush all that and in the snow I, I mean i went and bought some spikes you put around your boots because i did slip when we were in georgia one time walking up walking to the tailboard okay Everybody was standing around in a circle and I'm walking up and then I just bust my butt hmm. in front of everybody. They were all laughing and I was like, you know, they were like, are you all right? And then they started laughing because I was laughing because I felt like an idiot because I didn't have the right attire. Hmm. 
So basically, watch your surroundings and prepare for whatever elements are going to be coming at you. I mean, watch the weather. I mean, you know it's going to rain that day. I got extra pair of pants, shirts, slickers, sweaters. I mean, all behind the seat of the truck. I got another pair of boots just in case I, I get wet. Because you never know. I've climbed over a fence and ripped my pants all the way down to my knees on one side. But don't take any shortcuts, basically. Don't try to... Don't say, oh, I can jump this ditch. Instead of basically walking around. That, that was a big one at Generation Plants. You know, you experience, you're going through outages and there's a lot of stuff that's cordoned off, right? Instead of mm -hmm. you know, folks that take the shortcut and they're not paying attention. And now they're in a situation, right? Where they've slipped and fall, fallen and, and they're, you know, causing more issues. So uh, yeah, that was a big one for me is don't take the shortcuts, you know, follow the path that's intended for you, you know, that the, the, the safety folks have put out there, foremen have put in place to prevent uh, injuries. Yeah, and there's there's never a job too important to where you can't do it safe. Basically, just take your time, think about it, take a take a minute, maybe two, talk about it with everybody, and just say what's the best course of action we can take to make this job you know, complete, make it, make it safe and everybody can go, go home the way they came in. You know, nobody wants to, anybody get hurt. I mean, especially me, I got so much paperwork. Somebody gets hurt. <laughs> so no, it's, it's basically I care about them and I love my guys. I mean, I give them a hard time, and they know it. And one guy, he was like, man, why are you always on me? I said, I don't want you to, I want you to be 10% smarter than what you're working with. So just be 10% smarter than the, the chain hoist you're using or, I mean... <laughs> That sounds similar to the whole, uh, you know, you don't have to outrun the bear. You just have to outrun the guy next to you advice, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're, if you're smart enough to just be a little bit smarter than what you're working with, I mean, you have a pen. I mean, the pen can't think you can, you can write down what you want. Brent, did you say something about compliance when Josh mentioned paperwork? I did. Cause that was a perfect segue, right? You know, the, the amount of OSHA, the OSHA, OSHA compliance activities that are required for foreman to go through is significant, right? And turning that in, make sure that it's, it's detailed and thorough because um, they're going to want that information. They need to have that information. It's a you know legal requirement. So we have a nice casual conversation, and you got to go and bring compliance into it. Sorry. That's what that's what the sheet is. Basically, everybody signs it. It's a legal document if OSHA comes out that everybody is on the same page. And we have rules in place, and it is, we don't only have OSHA, we have, I work for MP, we are uh, contracting through CenterPoint, so we have MP, 
We have uh, center points rules. We have every rule out there. We have apprentice rules. They have swell cap, which is Southwest uh, Technical College for apprentices. And we have their rules. They have to go by their rules, too. too. So uh, the way we figure it out is which is the most stringent rule is what we go by. Mm. And we follow it. So, I mean, there's a, there's probably about, there's like National Electric Code rules and you have to know a lot of rules. I mean, when I was an apprentice, we had 38 overhead safety rules. We had 30 underground rules and mm. 16 transmission rules. We had to know every rule word for word and write them all out in numerical order before we could get our lineman license. And that was through the light company. So, and that was just their rules. So listening to that story and, and seeing the, uh, the, the tailboarding checklist again, I mean, um, I think I'm going to have to have my elf on the shelf fill out one of those at some point this, this Christmas, uh, you know, for Santa to check safety or something uh, around the house. Might have to do a, a reduced set of uh, requirements for uh, for these kids. <laughs> yeah. But, um, anyway. Well, uh, early. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what my said to me. I mean, they always said, hey, watch out for strangers. You know, you're teaching your kids safety right there. You know, look both ways before crossing the street. Yeah. I mean, that's the way you, you start teaching Marley. Have common sense. You know, if you if you have a feeling something's going to go wrong, it probably is. And nothing good happens after midnight. So, that's true. <laughs> Josh, I think that's an excellent... Uh you know, comment to, to wrap things up with, you know, just use common sense. Uh, you know, so many of the, uh, you know, accidents you hear about the Darwin awards, I mean, just people every year that are not using common sense. And, uh, you know, a lot of the, the, um, ideas that we discussed here today, I mean, you know, some of the things, you know, not, not everybody may be aware about, you know, how many amps it takes to trip their breaker. Um, but, but, a lot of the things, you know, I think, uh, you know, are common sense. So that's that's a great message. Brent, any closing comments? Yeah, Leonard, just a, my couple thoughts. You know, in, in talking with Josh today, I was I was reminded, you know, how important this is from the, the concepts of you know, following the rules. The rules are there to keep us safe, right? And we have people and other controls in place to keep us safe. And I just want to express my gratitude to Josh and all the other linemen out there. Keep your lights on. Appreciate the work you all do. And uh, it does, you know, often it goes unnoticed, right, by most people. They just flip the light on. But I recognize it. I think more and more people are, are recognizing that. So appreciate the work that you do. Thank hey, you. Man. Josh, I'm envisioning a whole series of direct connects with you, of coming back and talking about transformer theory and outage restoration, <laughs> hurricane, you know, safety and all of that. But, um, 
you know, again, uh, as Brent was saying, you know, really appreciate, you know, all the unsung work you do. Thank you for putting your life on the line. And, you know, so the rest of us can enjoy all this power, electricity. Um, it's what Thank makes, you makes for having the American way of life possible, right? Yes, uh, sir. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much for your time, Josh. Really appreciate you making the time to chat with us today uh, on behalf of Archer. Thank you so much for tuning in to Direct Connect. We'll see you next time. All right. Thank you all. Stay warm. Not only is Direct Connect available to listen to, you can also watch each episode on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Archer News Network. If you're interested in who we are and what we do, head on over to our website at archerint.com. That's archerint.com. You can also follow us on our social media platforms, Archer International on Facebook, Archer Energy Solutions LLC on LinkedIn, at Archer underscore INTL on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and check back every other week for brand new episodes.